Guys, it's time to check the tape. Safety Andrew Mukuba for the Clemson Tigers. I went over the film. What are my thoughts and my reactions to it? I'll discuss all that next on the Locked On Clemson Podcast. You are Locked On Clemson, your daily podcast on the Clemson Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Clemson family? Let's get locked in. Welcome back to the Locked On Clemson podcast, your daily podcast covering your Clemson Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout with the Draft Network, as well as uh, part of the co-host team of the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. And guys, I have two new segments for y'all today, man. First of all, appreciate y'all and thank y'all so much. I love y'all for all the support you've been giving me since I've taken over and started this podcast. Uh, but as always, guys, I thank y'all so much for making Locked On Clemson Tigers your first listen today and every day. Not only are y'all my Clemson family, my Clem- the Clemson Nation, you're my everydayers, and I hope that y'all uh, really take that serious, and I appreciate y'all for that. But again, we have a fun show. We have a show that, I, like I said, I'm, I'm thinking about different content to bring to you guys and and things that something that really popped out to me. I, I came up with two new segments that I think that will really uh really catch your eye. You guys will really appreciate. You feel me? So uh, we're going to check the tape. Safety, Andrew McCuba for the Clemson Tigers. What does the tape say from 2022? How big of a departure was uh, Brent Venables to McCuba's success and or uh, failures during that season? The NFL Tiger Report, we're going to look at the NFL right now and see and have a, I have a few Clemson former Clemson Tigers that uh, give updates on from OTAs and mini camps. And then a t- uh, 2025 four-star cornerback receives an offer from the Clemson Tigers on, on the prowl. But let's get into it, guys. So let's check the tape. For Andrew Makuba, um, you know, really talented safety, arguably uh, safety one for a lot of people. Uh, you know, in terms of heading into the NFL draft, if he decides if he decides to come out this season, because he wouldn't be a senior until 2025, so he doesn't have to come out. You know, in 2020 uh, for the 2024 class, he can stay in college another year. But I think that will be solely dependent on how he evaluates his own performance. Uh, you know, and, and I'll, I'll give you some context into why you know when I talked about Brent Venables, the the loss of Brent. Venables, we saw if you really knew and remember what Trenton Simpson looked like uh, in 2021 with Brent Venables, he looked a little different. Uh, Still, Jack went so a second round, I think, uh, you know, second, third round of the 2023 NFL draft, but he was still a day two pick. But coming out of the summer for how Brent Venables had been, had been using them, everybody viewed him as a first round, first round lock. And, and that just didn't, you know, it didn't happen that way you know it, it things changed and you know you kind of you, you see what took place and it was like man you know um with with uh with Wes Goodwin taking over uh you know when you know Brent Venables was leaving for, for the University of Oklahoma so for Makuba you know Brent Venables I mean one thing about Makuba like he's versatile uh fl- alignment fluid right and it's it's been the same way no matter who has been 
the defensive coordinator, right? So that's just been the, the case. He plays in the box. He plays free safety. He plays in the slot, and he'll line up sometimes out wide at corner. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so when you really think about what what you have in a guy is a Swiss Army knife. And, you know, when he, you know, the numbers, right, when he was with – um when Brent Venables were there, even the PFF grades who, <clears throat> excuse me, the PFF grades aren't everything, you know what I mean? But, you know, he was mostly in the green. He had some blues, and those are all good numbers, uh, you know, in just terms of, like, tackling was in the 80s, you know, almost 90s. Uh, he, his run defense was 80, 74 in coverage, 62 in pass rush, 77 for his defensive grade overall. And that was with, with Brent Venables, right? And, and he had 34 tackles, uh, three missed tackles, only three missed tackles. But in coverage is where you saw a difference between the two seasons. I'm going to tell these numbers are it's a little staggering, right? So uh, in 2021, 22 uh, receptions allowed off of 35 targets for 63% completion, 255 yards, only 90 yards after the catch. Uh, the longest pass he gave up that year was 35 yards and one touchdown. He had six PBU, six pass breakups, right? All right. Now you jump to he also had a sack and the pressure in that year. You jump to this year, this past year, 2022, no sacks, no pressures, no QB hits, 47 tackles. He did you know, miss a few more. Only said He had seven missed tackles total. His uh, run stops uh, went up to 13 from seven, but here's where it changes in coverage. Allowed 35 receptions on 44 targets for almost 80% completion almost 600 yards and 17 yards per catch, 195 yards after the catch. His longest reception allowed was 72 yards. He had five touchdowns, one interception, only two PBUs. Um, and, and it's just a simple fact of the matter is when I watched the tape, I saw a guy that it, it's, the defense, in my opinion, did not put him, in terms of the coaching, did not put him in the most advantageous situation. What is he good at? He's physical. Like I said, he's versatile, fearless, a secure tackler. I love his ability. When you go back to 2021, being a plus one in the run game, a guy that you can walk down into the box and trust that he's going to make the right play if if the if he has to be a force defender off the edge or, <clears throat> excuse me, he has to be the alley defender where it's him and the running back and one-on-one in the alley, and he has to make a tackle. He, he does that. He will deliver uh, heavy shots, right, and heavy hits to running backs, tight ends, receivers, especially guys that don't really see him coming. He's flowing from backside pursuit. He will, he will lower that shoulder and lower the boom. Now, again, like I said, his play dipped. Um, you know, especially in coverage, and you know, I guess when they, when they put him in the nickel, right? Because he does, he plays the nickel a lot. When they put him in the nickel, I think my biggest issue is that we oh, I use cornerbacks and stuff. We use this term, um, you know, that you kind of look for. I, I look for when I'm watching DBs, and the term goes as, oh, excuse me, the term is, um, you know, take something to run to, uh, you know, take away something to run to something. So, or to chase something. So, like you take away outside leverage, right? So, if Makuba's playing seven yards off and he's in the, in the nickel in the slot and he's shaded outside, you know what he's doing? He's funneling guys to the inside, right? So, that allows him to uh, click and close and drive on routes. Well, there are times where he's in the nickel, but he's more shaded inside uh, or he's more squared up. And now that kind of essentially gives the receiver a two way go. Because when you're playing against off coverage, receivers are taught, hey, press, get close to, to the DB, 
now is like the, the now you recreate the line of scrimmage where you re, you re-release. So you you don't release against uh you know when, when God's giving you seven yards of cushion, there's no need to do any toe tapping and dancing, none of that stuff. Just get vertical, step on his toes, get in his airways, his airspace. Now you give a release package, whether that's speed release outside, speed release inside, you know, uh, you know, uh double tap, you know, release inside, whatever, stutter step them, run them, whatever you want to do. You release their you re, you give a release package or a release move, uh, and you recreate the line of scrimmage. And when you're squared up, you're giving them a two way go. So I want to see him see them use them more to take away leverage, initially b- before the snap. Right, take away something to chase something. Because again, if you take away inside, and if you you know that hey, I'm taking away inside, you gotta be prepared for a foot race vertically. You gotta be prepared for them to sell this vertical stem and break back out. On on an out route or break out on a corner route, you know what I mean? Things of that nature, or a a a, a, a corner post where they sell the corner, and you got to be disciplined and not be in a rush to get to that spot and make a play because they'll sell the corner, head eyes turned, and they break back inside. So for him, man, uh, he has a tendency of stopping his feet when guys are working towards him, and he, he just to me he seemed like he was thinking more than reacting. And typically when that happens, guys it's not a good thing for the DB or for the defender, period. Defensive coach, actually any defensive coach, I don't want my guys thinking. You want them reacting, reading and reacting. Because they're reading and reacting, they're playing football. When they're thinking, their feet stop, they're not moving. And if they are moving, it's at a very timid pace so that they are not defeated or beat you know, on that play because they're trying to identify what is happening. So if, to me, it just seems like he was thinking more this year than he was in 2021. And, and that's for him and a couple other defenders, uh, just because of the way that Brent Venables, just being the the the, the defensive maniac he is. But um, you know, at, at the end of the day, like I said, this young man is still arguably the top safety on the board. Uh, you know, for for a lot of NFL teams at right now, and scouts that I've talked to, uh, they they really still like him. Uh, they want to see his game go back to the 2021 version where he was more reliable, more consistent. Uh, and he just played his style of football and, and looked like Andrew McCool. But, guys, let's check the tape. Now, we got the NFL Tiger Report. I'm going to talk about Justin uh, Justin Ross and Isaiah Simmons. What are the What's the word about them coming out of OTAs and minicamps for their respective NFL teams? I'm going to get all into that next. Guys, finding pants and or shorts that fit well, they're comfortable, flexible, and versatile – It's not really easy. I can tell you from personal experience, but let me introduce you to bird dogs. Bird dogs make me look good, so they're going to make you look good. What I really love is their khaki shorts stretch, and they're designed to fit slimmer and through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look, especially for my bros that likes to hit leg day in the gym. These shorts will make you really look good. And what I love about them as well is they fit way better than the shorts that are in my closet. They're not stiff and restricting in terms of the cotton material that they're made with. And when you think about what they're made with, they're made with a cloud knit fabric that looks just like khakis, but they stretch and are way uh, slimmer fit and they won't sacrifice any movement. I love the fact that they have an anti-stink and sweat fat, a wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. So guys, let me help you out here. And how, what I want to do here is I want to help you get a free tumbler. Right. I want to help you get a free tumbler. How are we going to do that? Go to birddogs.com slash locked on college and enter the promo code locked on college for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on college for a free Yeti style tumbler. You will not want to take off your bird dogs. I promise you. 
the NFL Tiger Report, and we have our eyes on the league. Justin Ross, Isaiah Simmons, what's going on with these former Tigers, man? We all know that prior to the injury a couple years ago, Justin Ross was a pro- projected and almost lock for a first-round receiver and a guy that everyone knew was just a stud, an absolute baller. And the injuries, 100%, you know, stepped into – what he could, what he really could become. He went undrafted. Like he, he lost, you know, especially that final year, uh, you know, at, at Clemson, he wasn't the same athlete. He wasn't the same uh, caliber of guy. He wasn't the same physical, uh, you know, specimen that we were, where we were accustomed to, right. And being able to win vertically stack guys with ease, you know, of course he still had the frame and the short area quickness and, um, you know, good cuts in terms of his routes and stuff like that. And still caught the ball well, and, and still had the ball skills, but this is a guy that if you remember that I think it was a freshman year, he was out there dominating uh, Alabama's defensive backs in the national championship game in that blowout win. And that was like, that was like chef's kiss. Wow. Like everyone knew, like, hey man, like this is he's next, right? He's the next line of great Clemson wide receivers. And, you know, he was definitely headed down that path, but he got hurt. So, you know, last year, you know, going undrafted in the 2022 NFL draft and signing with the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, being placed on IR early and everything, it, it was kind of, in my opinion, I think it might have been a best blessing in disguise, right? Because now he knows that that he he's been on the team for a year. He knows Andy Reid's playbook. Andy Reid is a great offensive coach, but it takes a second. It takes a little bit for for young rookie receivers uh, to come in and, and, and pick up that playbook. Uh, his teammate Sky Moore, who was drafted like second round, people thought he was going to explode, you know, on the on the scene because it, it really take off because Tyreek Hill was gone. Well, no, that didn't happen because it's it's a difficult offense to learn and everything else. So uh, I think it was a blessing disguise for for Justin. But when you look at what what's happening right now at OTAs, like you're seeing the clips that that have went viral of Mahomes just throwing the ball deep downfield to him. He stacked and went, went uh, one vertically versus uh, versus the corner. And, and you just – you saw a guy like that. He just looked like he might be back. Is he back? That's the question. Is he back? I'm not going to say he's 100% back yet until I see it in pads and everything else. But he's impressed Mahomes. Um, I, I can't find the quote, but I'm pretty sure I, there was a quote of – I remember reading the quote that, that Mahomes was impressed with him and he talked highly of him and everything like that. And when you think about the fact that the Kansas City Chiefs don't have a true number one wide receiver now, again, I'm, I'm not I'm tempering the expectations. I'm not saying, um, you know, I'm not saying that he's going to be that, but I think the opportunity is there. And then listening to one of the coaches, Coach Embi from the Kansas City Chiefs, he said that, you know, he's obviously in the NFL for a reason. And talking about uh, Justin Ross, he said he has the talent and has to go earn it just like anyone else in that receiving room. And from from what I gather about Justin Ross, that's not going to be a problem. He he works hard. He, he's got a really strong character and a really strong work ethic. And I think this young man is going to go out there and do his thing and, and fight tooth and nail to prove not only does he belong on a roster, but I, be, I deserve and I, and I belong in a rotation to get as much snaps as possible, um, you know, to help this team. And <clears throat> shout out to my guy, PJ Green, who covers the team. He tweeted out uh, that Justin Ross, you know, at, towards the end of practice, um, you know, that he made a, a really nice high point catch, uh, you know, around, you know, towards the end of practice uh, on, on June 1st. So, the things coming out of out of camp for him is is positive. Now let's let's flip to a not so positive situation, and that's Isaiah Simmons. 
and it's, it's not a, a doing of his own. It's, it's because he went to the Arizona Cardinals. That, that's why. Uh, going to the Arizona Cardinals was a, almost a kiss of death for his early career. Like, and the, but the wild part about it is, typically, if you're with the Arizona Cardinals, you kind of have a second part of your career, right? Like, you know what I mean? It's like act two, <laughs> like in theater. And, and the reason why I say this is because you look at the, the Arizona Cardinals, you know, under, and you know, uh, uh, you know, Steve Kime and, and, and um, Cliff Kingsbury in, in, in those years, they drafted defenders that, you know, they just didn't know what to do with. They had no idea. It was the same thing for, for, for Isaiah Simmons, man. Like, they had no clue what to do with this young man. This is a young man that at Clemson played stackbacker, edge rusher, outside linebacker, nickel corner, strong safety, free safety, outside corner. He played everywhere. He was a jack of all trades. Now, was he a master of none? Maybe. But there was opportunity. Typically, if a guy is a jack of all trades and a master of none, I'm concerned if he's not a good athlete. Isaiah Simmons is a, tr- a fantastic, a tremendous athlete. So you think about, okay, yes, he may not be a jack of all, he, he's a jack of all trades, not a master of none, but I feel like with his athletic profile, with his physical tools and, and, and makeup, he can step, you can put him into a role where he can develop and grow and become something. And and it's, it's there. It's absolutely there, guys, for, for that to happen. But... That's not what they did. The Clemson, I mean, not the Clemson, but, uh, but no, the, the Clemson Tiger defender um, was put at stackbacker, moved to outside linebacker and edge rusher, nickel corner. And now, uh, you know, all that's under, you know, Vance Joseph was the, the defensive coordinator. And I covered the, the, the Cardinals during this time, um, you know, for the past like two, two years uh, up until the end of this past season. And I'm going to be honest with you. Wasn't a big Vance Joseph fan personally, <clears throat> but the thing that was really telling to me was just the fact of the matter is that they had absolutely no idea what to do with with Isaiah Simmons, and and, I, and this is why this is where I and I mean Keith talked about this my co-host on NFL Locked On NFL Draft podcast and I wanted to bring this conversation to you guys and give you my thoughts. For me, I, I, when I look at how you should use Isaiah Simmons, you should use him like Kyle Hamilton uh, from the Baltimore Ravens who who played at Notre Dame. A guy that you know was what first round pick, uh, but everybody thought he was more athletic than than he was because he was instinctive. He made a lot of plays, so forth and so on. So for me, that's how I look at it. I say, you know what? Let's go with uh, being a rover, a low hole safety, uh, box defender that can play drop off in zone. Uh, you know, kind of roam roam the, the the field and and you know be a robber as well in terms of taking away quick hitting routes and getting in the passing lanes and everything like that. But then also you could put him up on the line of scrimmage and get him comfortable, right? Get him comfortable. It, it, muscle memory is so important, guys. It's hard to go from in a two point stance as an edge rusher to uh you know flat footed as a stack backer to playing 12 yards back right we, we, you know in a in a back pedal uh you know back pedal motion at safety to then trying to go up and play man to man coverage and press man at the line of scrimmage in uh in the nickel so uh, that's how I look at it use them like Kyle Hamilton uh you know just Jamal Adams those type of guys let them roam and be just dis- disruptive and and just cre- creative with them but the Arizona Cardinals really uh set them up but you set them up in- incorrectly but new head coach and, and defensive mind Jonathan Gannon who uh was the DC for the Philadelphia Eagles who went to the Super Bowl this past season uh he's 
got he he basically from from what I've read and heard that he has moved Isaiah Simmons to work with the safeties, and I think that's going to be a permanent move for this season. And I think that could be really good for him, especially if Buda Baker stays. I think he could be a nice pair with Buda Baker. So we'll see how it goes, guys. We definitely will see what happens and and how it transpires. But that's just my take. Like I said, bringing you uh you know in, just the NFL Tiger Report, man. The eyes on the league, seeing what's going on with with our Clemson Tigers and keeping that D Hop watch. Uh, and whenever he lands with the team, um, I, I'll, I'll definitely come back and talk about that. But, guys, you know what we're going to talk about? We're going to get on the prowl, continuing to look to dominate the recruiting cycle and angle and atmosphere. We're going to get into on the prowl and a four-star cornerback for the 2025 class coming up next. On the prowl, ladies and gentlemen, we have a four-star cornerback in the 2025 class that received – his offer uh, just this week um, after visiting Clemson four star Maryland corner, uh, you know, came, you know, came in and visited the Tigers. Blake would be 511, 180. <clears throat> He's in the 2025 class. Yes, I know we're, we're, we're dominating the 2024, but you always have to keep your eyes on the prize and always think, think ahead and continue to build at the end of the day, dynasties. Uh, you can build a dynasty, but it's all about keeping the dynasty built. And if you can do that, that's what matters the most. So that's the big thing, right? Is that being able to do that. And with Blake would be, you know, like I said, five eleven, um, you know, one eighty, Baltimore, Maryland, St. Francis Academy High School. This is a young man that's that's really talented. You know, ESPN rivals and twenty four seven sports all have him as a four star. Uh, ESPN has him as the number forty one overall recruit, number six overall corner, and the top recruit coming out of Maryland in 2025 rivals has him as the number 58 overall recruit, the number six overall corner and the number two overall recruit coming out of Maryland and 24 seven sports 68th overall ninth overall corner in the nation and the number one recruit coming out of um, the state of Maryland. So what does that tell me that tell me that this kid can ball and then I, and I turned on this his sophomore because you know he's going into his junior year and this is a dual threat type of kid now he plays both sides of the football and um and i like what i saw from a quick feet versatile athlete like i said play both corner and wide receiver but i think what i love to see anytime a, a player um is on both sides of the uh, both sides of the ball right it's like saying okay court and you'll see this in high school a lot of quarterbacks end up playing safety well and then you have running backs that play linebacker right you have Defensive tackles that play interior offensive line, right? Um, you have tight ends that might play some linebacker or some safety. But what you know, regardless of what it is, <clears throat> I think my biggest thing is this: if you're playing the opposite position, you know, right across the ball, you play in both positions. If you're playing wide receiver and corner, you need to use what you know at both positions to win at both positions. And I see that uh, with Woodby, man, you know, him playing wide receiver, the route recognition, the eye discipline, be able to reroute concepts and everything, make a break on the ball. Uh, he, he doesn't have to be physical. And I love guys like that. My personal preference, I like to play man-to-man coverage with my DBs. I want my DBs to be physical. I want them to play man-to-man coverage, but I want them to have a savvy veteran S feel to where, hey, I don't need to coach. I don't need to get my hands on this guy. I can play, you know, catch technique. I can uh, give him a little bit of cushion 
and, and give a quick jam and reset him as after he within the five yard range after he releases upfield stuff. Like that. I don't have to get up on the line of scrimmage and beat him up. And, and you see that with this young man, he'll he'll back off, he'll show press, and he'll kind of bail out, you know, pre snap before the ball before the ball is snapped to the quarterback. And then of course, just really capping routes, and he does a good job of that, right? You know, guys want to release outside, and the routes saying to go outside. And he understands, like, you're not the most advanced receiver because he plays receiver, and he does a good job of staying on top of the route, capping it, and, and, and creating pass, uh, getting back pass breakups. Has a really good click and close to drive on the ball with playing from depth as well for those quick hitting and shorter routes that are kind of, you know, happening in front of his face. He does a good job of that, man. Uh, tackles well. I, I was impressed when I saw this young man. I was impressed. I think he's a good receiver, too. And then, like I said, you, you know, not, not, not think he's a good receiver. He's, um, he, he is a good receiver. They Use him, um, especially with his uh, kind of quickness and his play strength. Uh, they give him a lot of manufactured touches, like quick screens, bubble screens, uh, you know, different things like that. He, he does a good job selling routes. And again, when you play receiver and then you go and play corner, use the same knowledge of playing receiver on how you should win at corner. And I see a young man that understands that concept. I'm just letting y'all know. So I'm excited for this show, man. You know, I think he, again, stars aren't everything, right, in the four-star five because there's a lot of politics that goes in that stuff too. But I do believe that he could be someone that could rise up to being a five-star. I think the main thing for him is especially he's five, he's already 5'11". As a sophomore, this kid could potentially get another growth spurt, guys, get six, get up to six foot, six one, maybe six two by the time he's a senior. Right, he's going into his junior year. He can he make it that 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 junior senior growth spurt before he get, hits college and makes his commitment and everything. And next thing you know, he's walking into in, into into college as a six foot six foot one corner at 185, 190 pounds, and he looks like an NFL player already. Right, even before hitting a college weight room. So I think there's a chance that he could potentially grow into a five star. We just gotta keep eyes on him and see what's going on. But listen, guys, that's our show, man. On the prowl, on the prowl would be. Would be listen to me, Blake would be four star recruit out of the, the, the state of Maryland. That and listen, and, and again, before I before I really transition to my to my outro, shout out to Clemson. What I love what they're doing in, in terms of recruiting, trying to win out of state is what yes, you are the top school in South Carolina. No disrespect to the Gamecocks. I got Gamecock fans in my uh, uh fans in my family and in my in my friend circle. But at the same time, Clemson is the creme de la creme. You know what I mean? They have national titles, playoff wins, playoff appearances in the last in the last five to ten years, multiple times. So, yes, they are the creme de la creme, okay? They, that's what they are. So you know that you more than likely are going to win the in-state recruiting. But going out there and able to snatch Sammy Brown, you know, snatch TJ Moore, snatch Bryant Wesco, getting these four- and five-star recruits out of other states, that is big time. That is big time. And if Dabble Sweeney and, 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 and this staff continues to do that, guys, sky is the limit you hear me the sky is the limit but guys i appreciate y'all as always for tapping in with me man uh go subscribe and follow for free on youtube or wherever uh you listen to podcasts especially for apple Podcasts, spotify go check it out guys uh, to get the latest episode as soon as it's available i thank y'all so much for making uh locked on clemson your first listen today in everyday clemson nation i appreciate y'all i love y'all y'all are my family but you're my everydayers and i can't do this without you you heard so listen uh, you know, it's happy Friday, man. Y'all enjoy y'all weekend and have a good time. Be safe out there. Uh, tap back in with me on Monday. I'm going to have more content. And like I said, check the tape. Uh, NFL Tiger Report. 
they're coming back. I'm going to keep those as staples right now, especially uh, during the kind of uh, dog days of, of the summer before we really get to camp and football uh, as, as well. So in terms of Twitter, you can find and follow me there at DP underscore NFL. Come and join the conversation again on Monday on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.